What's up, guys? Welcome back to Hot Takes and Deep Dives. Uh, this is Jess, and I am so excited to be here with Isaac Calpito, aka Isaac Boots, as he's better known. What's up, Isaac? Hi, baby. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Tell me everything. Of course, I've known Isaac for years at this point because I used to take your class at Soul Cycle. Yes. Yes, I remember. I remember, and you were damn good. You were really good. What a compliment. Yeah, it's true. I want to get into like your whole like history and like your story, but to get people up to current. Do we have a few hours? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I met you at Soul Cycle, and you know, we'll basically flash forward and then work our way backwards. But I met you at Soul, was a huge fan of your class, and the Soul Annex opened, which was basically this sort of companion studio to Soul Cycle, and that was where I first took your Torched class. Yes. It was, it was kind of a cool avenue for me to, to bring Torched to the masses, to bring Torched in a group environment. I had cultivated it basically, I think, like 2010 when I was in West Side Story on Broadway, and I literally created it on the Palace Theater stage for me. The, the intention was not to make it this global thing. The intention was, okay, Isaac, you're in the theater all day long because you're doing arguably the hardest and most visceral dancing show on Broadway. I mean, it was Jerome Robbins' original choreography. It was, we took it very seriously. And how did you first meet John Hill back in the day? John Hill is one of my babies. Like, when, he's like a part of my, like, old school group. Like, we were on Broadway together and years and years ago. And that's actually how I met Andy Cohen back in the day when they were together, when we, we, I, I was, it was a long time. It was like, I mean, Jesus Christ. It was like 2002, maybe 2003. And um, I don't know, it, it, it's cool to, to see all of my, my friends on this journey, either um, here or LA, reinventing ourselves and yet staying true to who we are, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of cool. John Hill and I met in a now a cult classic show called Bear bear a pop opera and we were in the original cast and we were kids and we were like 20 and 21 and just really had an amazing very special experience on that that show it was very small cast um with a really rabid kind of obsessive cult following mm -hmm. you, you know with with teenagers and young young adults and it dealt with issues that weren't talked about yet that weren't popular to talk talk about you know um being gay and, and being an ad adolescent and wrestling with, with that and religion and just, just things that, that I grew up experiencing. So it, it felt very sort of natural and, <clears throat> and cathartic for me to be, be a part of that. But any, anyway, that, that being said, by the time I did West Side Story, I had been on Broadway for years. I'd done the eight, eight shows a week and I felt that with West Side, I didn't have time to go to the gym. I didn't have time to run in the park like I usually did in my other, other shows. And so I was like, you know what? I need to create something that I can do anywhere in my dressing room, in, in a trailer, on the stage, where, wherever I, I am, to not only stay lean, to stay fit, but prepare myself to be at my optimum level, you know, and perform full out mm -hmm. eight shows a week. And so I created it there. And it's there that I started doing it alone on the stage, like an hour before the show started and slowly but surely other members of the cast would join in and I would have my little boom box with Madonna playing. Mm -hmm. And of course. like after a, a, a few, of course, hello. <laughs> and after a few weeks, slowly but surely 
I had like 50 people, 5-0 people from the cast on stage doing it. And I found myself instructing them or like, or, or just like calling out or orders and like laughing and like having a joke or whatever. And I loved it. And it sort of just grew from, from there, you, you know? I started choreographing for pop stars. I moved out to LA and I would start every rehearsal with the artist or the dancers with a mini torch mm -hmm. that turned into a full out torch and then went into the rehearsal just because I knew as a dancer, as a performer, you can't just go in and like, okay, here's, here's a dance. Let, let's dance. I wouldn't get everything out of them and the performance would actually um, suffer. Um, especially if we're on a press tour, you have to be like on the top of your, your game. That was what really I loved. I found that Torch and the methodology of it and teaching it and believing in it and doing it for myself is really where my heart was. And that's sort of what people wanted. Mm -hmm. So I just sort of, I, as, as Madonna once, once sang, go with the flow, baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and basically like the reason why, you know, you are the moment right now, you know, like you are, you are it, you are the theater, you are the moment. And basically, in this quarantine, you have been able to harness all of this energy and really create an entire community around yeah. this workout that you created. And you're doing it live on Instagram every single day at 11am Eastern. Every, every single day, you've raised over $200,000 for charity, for No Kid Hungry. We're going to get into, you know, your celebrity clients that you train, but part of the way that you've been really able to elevate the platform of Torched is that so many celebrities are doing it and they're shouting it out. Like Lisa Rinna shouted you out on Watch What Happens Live because she legit does it every single morning. And the proof is because she's commenting in the damn live every day. <laughs> She is one of my favorite human beings. Um, not only is she beautiful to look at, but she, more importantly, she is a beautiful soul and just a wonderful girl, you know, and she was the first one that I did a joint torch live with. And so she split screened with, with me and we raised over 15 grand and she was just festive and so kind. By the way, she's in L.A. So it's 8 a.m. there. And for and for anyone who's lived in L.A., no working out at 8 a.m. in L.A. is like not a thing. Especially during a quarantine where you don't have to wake up for anything. Yeah. So it's very cool to have her a part of the Torch family, mm -hmm. you know, and a vocal, a vocal member. So I love her very, very much. And, you know, Jessica Chastain and her grandmother, who's in her 80s with her ankle weights on, looking amazing. It just that's what I mean. Yes, of course, I work in Hollywood. Yes, of course, I work with a lot of celebrities, but I'm not from that. I'm, I'm from a small town in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. So I love that I connect with people who are like my family as well. People who I came, came from, people who I am. And so everyone from, you know, Christy Turlington to Naomi Watts to Kelly Ripa to Tattoo Mom 71 in Kentucky to people in Guatemala, to people in Portugal who I've never met, um, Paris, Italy, Toronto, all over the continental U US, Tokyo, Australia, like it's dope. And I'm so grateful and I'm so blessed. I'm so happy that I think you, you can agree with with me. Don't you feel like there's such a like, I feel like everyone's just nice. Like they're yes. cool. It's not like elitist and like weird. Like everyone's just like 
sweet and fun and 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 cheering each other on and like if someone's like one of the best comments was somebody literally wrote how are people doing this <laughs> yes Wait, that killed me no, how are you people doing this how are you people doing this now, i love it now here's the question what percentage of people do you think are actually doing the workout versus people who are just watching it i don't know i mean i do think that first of all i just love that people are, are on because at the end of the day that's part of it too it's more than a workout and that's what i've always said so you can you can work out and and get to your goals ultimately in many many different ways mm-hmm I didn't create this this wheel. To be honest, I don't even think I, I am reinventing it. I'm just doing what I do and what I love. And I wanted to offer something, make a little bit of a difference in, in the world, whether that's just like put a smile on someone's face, lift someone's ass, raise some money for kids who need it. So the ratio thing, I, I don't really know, but I feel like from the messages I, I get, I feel like a lot of people are just doing as much as they can. Mm-hmm which is everything. That to, that to me is real to real training. That's how I trained as, as, a, as a dancer, showing up every day and doing as much as I can every day, whatever that, that means, you know? Now, an article, an amazing article on you just came out. It was, was it in style? Um, there have been a few. <laughs> the one that was, that was just utterly hilarious. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want to read you a quote from the in style piece on you because this writer captured it in a way far better than I could ever describe it to the listeners who haven't yet taken Torched. Quote, if his workouts were a religion, I'd volunteer for a gig as a disciple. (laughs) Okay. And celebs love his horny workout and so do I. (laughs) I thought it was hilarious that he said horny. I was like, what? What are you talking about? And then he was like, well, hello, like you... It's like Madonna, you're in short shorts at the moment. I'm, I'm a dancer, like that's what I work out in. You know what I mean? I mean, it is very much, I, part of the reason it's so alluring, well, listen, a workout is a workout and it's a fantastic workout, but the reason why it has exploded is because of your personality. And I think everybody knows that. And what's so unique about the whole experience is that you're actually, I mean, it's kind of like watching a reality show. Like you talk about the guys you're dating. You talk about, like, it's almost like, are you- How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) How dare you bring that up when I'm feeling so alone? I mean, there've been like two romantic (laughs) interests that have like been like full-blown characters in your online- (laughs) Listen, I am, I am, a really transparent person and I'm a, I like to be festive and I also, I also like to have a sense of humor about, about things because if you can't have a laugh, like damn, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I do, I do, I wear my heart on my, my sleeve, you know what I mean? And I think that's what is um, attracting people to it because I'm also very inclusive, you know? I want that. I, I want it to be a party. I want it to be a moment. And like, look, if I'm having a bad, bad day, you'll see my Joan Crawford meltdowns. Oh, you had full meltdowns during Torched. <laughs> <laughs> but then I tease myself about it. I'm like, see, I'm really low maintenance. I promise. And everyone's like, you're insane. I'm like, oh, well. I was thinking about this the other day. Are you like a Howard Stern fan? Of course, darling. This analogy came to me the other day, and I realized that for me, the whole Torched community, what you've created, in a way, reminds me of the Howard Stern show. DJ Steph, DJ Steph is Robin. (laughs) Okay? And the commenters 
and everybody who now you bring up like the regulars like you have your two friends uh dr jake deutsch and um brian atwood who's who's a famous shoe designer and you have all these these people become characters in in the whole theme of it they're your whack pack that's so funny i love that i i I love that now like your followers they become part of their lives in the way that like the whack pack becomes part of the show like lisa rin is in the whack pack (laughs) <laughs> you get it? Because now she's part of it. Now you named a move after her, the Rinna. I did. I did. The Rinna. And isn't that, and it's so her. And that was, that was another sort of like or, organic thing. It was not, okay, guys, let's create a move. It was just, we, we did the live and I saw her leg on that move. And I was like, you look amazing. We're calling this the Rinna because you actually do it actually better than, than me. So <laughs> I mean, it looks better. It's just so fun how everything in your life becomes fodder like during this pandemic you have made you know like the, the guys you're trying to date everything is this reality show soap opera that clearly the guys pe- who are trying to date me okay i'm not trying to date anybody <clears throat> well maybe one <laughs> but we won't go there so let's go back you grew up in hawaii and you describe you like at what age did you start dancing like how did you realize that you had this talent Dan- I mean, I've been dancing out of the womb, you know, I mean, th- there's a great picture of, of me at thinking like 11 months old and I'm like on the beach and I'm under this like outdoor shower. I'm probably na- naked, but you can only see me from the waist up. My hair is long and I'm literally doing a Madonna like moment under the water, just like throwing my head back, like mouth op- open. You know, I've always had, I think I've always had a, a festive and free spirit. I was very different clearly from the other boys in my school and the other boys in my neighborhood. I come from a very sort of masculine machismo family, very Catholic, deeply religious. I went to Catholic school um, from kindergarten to eighth grade and then like Protestant prep school for high school. So I'm very conservative and I'm just not that person, you know? I don't begrudge it. I, I actually really loved the sort of rigid Catholic upbringing that I had because it gave me structure, it gave me a great work ethic, and it gave me some, something to re- re- rebel against in some way, um, to want to express myself. And of course, I have to quote, I have to- This sounds awfully familiar. Well, that's this the thing. Madonna is was literally, I mean, I know this sounds over the top, but it's the goddamn truth. She was, aside from my grandmother, who was the only person who really showed me like unconditional love and I felt completely safe with, and who encouraged me to follow my passions, um, Madonna was really a beacon of light for me as a kid because, you know, she released like a prayer and I was nine years old and I was in a Catholic school u- uniform in a, in a school that I felt completely out of, out of place. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute, that's me. <laughs> I want to be dancing in front of the burning cross. Mm-hmm. I want to kiss Jesus' feet. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So like, it became a whole, like, I was like, oh my gosh, she's like, she understands me. And then she was actually talking about boys like me and saying that it's okay and showing it and like being surrounded by dancers who looked like me and acted Mm -hmm. like me and loved them and and showcased them and put them on her stage and loved them and i was like oh my god like okay so i don't have to be like vilified or demonized for who i am and so i found solace in, in her i found solace in theater and basically was dancing and acting and singing from a very young age. And I moved to New York when I was 17, the day after high school graduation, I took a one-way ticket. I had no money, I had no place to live. I lived 
in in my best friend at the time, Matthew Tinker. He was a freshman or a sophomore at NYU, and I lived on his dormitory floor on Seventh and Avenue B, and just auditioned every goddamn day. I was taking dance class at Steps on the Upper West Side every day for hours. I would go to casting directors and just knock on doors and be like, "Hi, my name is Isaac. I need to be on Broadway." Like. I didn't have an agent. I didn't know the protocol. I just knew I wanted it. And so I think a lot of the casting directors got a kick out of me because I wasn't like nervous. I wasn't, I, and I was doing everything you weren't supposed to do. Like you don't show up to a casting director's office. You just don't do that. Right. At all. Like people wait in line for the, for the like cattle calls. And I was like, I was kind of, I was like, I don't, I can't, I was like, I don't do that. Darling. I was like, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know where I got that from, but I was like, I was like, look, I know I'm really goddamn good and I know that I have the fire and I'm certainly not as bad as as, as that person on Broadway. So right. <laughs> I was like, well, put me in a show. They were like, who are you? Like, what is happening? But I eventually did it and I, I worked my ass off and thankfully was was cast in ma many shows. And, and I always say that I went to college on Broadway. You know, I learned, I learned everything that I need to know for what I do and for what I love. And I learned the importance of professionalism. I learned the importance of community. I learned the importance of family. I have, I have, I have dear friends from shows that I, I, I did years ago. It's like we grew up together, you know? I love it. You know, when I first, I actually, I believe this was the day I met you. I remember going up to you after class because like I fell in love with you immediately and I this is hearkening back to how you were saying Madonna was this beacon of hope for you mm. and I said for some reason I it was just like why is it Isaac Boots you know like where does what is yeah. Boots and you gave me the answer and I, I that this is a question that you really I don't know from what I can tell people don't really like inquire much about but <laughs> but talk about because this is this is also what made me so strongly connect with you because I too had that same experience with Madonna growing up and she is the soundtrack to my life and she is the the single greatest influence on my life so I'll, I'll ask you again now in a more formal way why is it Isaac Boots um, that is a nickname and a moniker that was that was bestowed upon me um, in high school because I would show up to the dance studio every day in my tights or shorts like this and boots. I don't know. I was obsessed with with like combat boots, and you know, you know, it, it was the '90s. It was a moment, and um, I mean, I still am sort of obsessed with boots. I have, I have an array of, of them, but they called me that because in Hawaii it was sort of not you know, no one's wearing. Or at least when, when, when I was there, no one was wearing boots, like mm -hmm. at, at all. I mean, it just sort of stuck. And um, throughout my career and theater experience, it just it stuck there. And then when social media ha happened, I I didn't like how Isaac Calpito looked. You know what I mean? Like the sea next to the sea. And so um, I was like, well, every, every, everyone calls me Isaac Boots, and it just looked better and, and sounded better. So I was like, well, here, here we go. And what is so the Madonna connection to the boots? I remember when you told me that, told me this years ago. You said you, you were upset. You you made somebody get you the boots that she wore in Desperately Seeking Susan. <laughs> How dare you bring this up? Yes, yes, it is true. Um, well, she, I mean, Desperately Seeking Susan is the reason is the reason I wanted to move to New York when I was a kid. I didn't know, like, to, to me, it was like the personification of freedom and, and who I was and who I wanted to be. 
And so I wanted that goddamn leather jacket. I wanted her boots. I wanted her boyfriend. I wanted the, I wanted the glasses. Like, I wanted the cigarette. Sorry, I know it's a health and wellness moment, but like, I just wanted the whole mo- moment. I wanted the cheese puffs. Okay. Like, you wanted to, to dry your armpits in in a in a bathroom hair dryer. And I still do. Okay. <laughs> well, pre pre Corona. Of, well, yeah. Of course. Yeah, I, I really wanted it. I love it. So I guess since we're on the topic of Madonna, cut to you are dancing on live with Regis and Kelly or whatever it was Kelly and Ryan. Kelly and Ryan. Kelly and Ryan with Madonna. So <laughs> here here is my question. Did you know that Kelly was going to bring you on stage. Okay, so Kelly is one of my dearest, dearest friends. Like, not like Hollywood dear friend, like actual, like, I'm a, like we, we love each other for years. And as everyone knows, uh, Kelly is a huge Madonna fan as well. And so, you know, Kelly and I work out all, all the time and basically the playlists are exclusively Madonna. And we just have a, a lot of fun together. And she called me, she called me like a few days before M was on. That's what we call Madonna. We call her M. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> See, I'm not on that level with Madonna yet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she, she was like, oh my God, M is going to be on my, my show. She, she was like, uh, good luck. You need to be, be there. Okay. And so I, I, I was there and I didn't, to, to be honest, I, I knew that Kelly had something up her sleeve. Because she was adamant. She was like, you need to be be here. It's a moment. And so I'm in the front row and I have like prime seating and la la la. And Madonna wa- walks on looking glorious in that in that pink, um, I think it was Mos- Moschino. And Kelly starts dancing with with M. And you you see it. There's there's video footage, right? Kelly's like, Isaac, Isaac, go, go, go. And I start dancing with M and Madonna's face like lit up. You had already met her. She has an awareness of who you are. Oh, of course, of course. You know, I, I was I was very l- lucky to have gone to her famous but very private Oscar parties, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we danced the night away together until the wee hours. And she's always been very, very sweet, sweet to me, very, very sweet. And by the way, by the way, that day that I danced with with Madonna on Kelly um, in the commercial break when she was getting her makeup retouched, unsolicited, she ran across the stage. And jumped on my lap and gave me a big kiss and hugged me. I was literally sitting on me for like five minutes. And Kelly Ripa was taking photos of, of us. And Madonna was like posing and like kissing my cheek. And just like like that moment. And I was like, my six-year-old self just died and went to gay heaven. Uh-huh. Okay? Like, what? Like, to think when, when I was six that Madonna would be like sitting on my, my lap was like, I mean... You know, that's like canonization. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Can I tell you the funniest thing? When I was in college, I interned at ABC News. So I had this ABC pass to get me in the building. And at this time, it was uh, Regis and Kelly. This was 2003. Oh, yeah. And, and, and Madonna went on for um, uh, to promote American life. Oh, this is this is my moment. This is my story. She had brunette hair. She had a beret. She's wearing a beret. Mm hmm. I think that was the first time Kelly met, met Madonna, too. Really? I think it was. Interesting. Yeah. So I knew Madonna was going on the show, and I'm like, holy shit, like, I have access into this building. Like, I intern here. So I, I get, obviously, like, I can go in the building. I sneak backstage, and it's 
the only people there, I don't know how I wasn't thrown out of the building. Well, it's very small, too. It was myself, Gelman, and Madonna. Just the three of us. She's waiting to go on. And I think she had just performed on MTV like a prayer for the first time in years. Oh, yeah, it was the MTV on screen and on the record. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it was this amazing performance. So th- these were the two things I said to her. I, s- I said, I said to her, I loved your performance of Like a Prayer yesterday. And she said, thank you. And then. Did she blink a lot? You know, I she, don't remember she, that. <laughs> she's like, thank you. And then I offered her an Altoid and she declined. Of course. She's like, what? <laughs> Can you believe and that was my moment. And then I was like, I well, that. I can like die now. Like I did it. What else is there to do? That's so cool. I love that. The best. I love that. That was the, um, that was the, the pseudo British accent era, right? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love <laughs> as, it. As we love it. I love as it. As we love it. Like, like you, I love a gap. I love a gap tooth. <laughs> I love a pseudo British accent. <laughs> I know. So how did you get invited? I mean, I know that we're going to talk about your relationship with Faye Dunaway, but how did you get invited to her Oscar party? Um, the first one, I was working a lot with Ariana Grande. I choreographed her music videos and stage performances for the first few years of her career. And um, Ariana got the in- invite and Ariana brought brought me as her, her date. But Madonna approves every person that comes to the party. So she has to approve the date. Wow. It's a very strict guest list, like to the point where there are police, bar- a few police barricades in, in the hills to even get past. And it was it was amazing. And she was so beautiful and so sweet. That's sweet. But yeah, she was. She was. She was cool. She was just like very down to earth and looked you in the eye and firm handshake and and like full on conversation. Then we we're dancing and, and it was sweet. And then I went again with Faye Dunaway, who um, I was Faye's um, date to the Os- Oscars uh, two years ago. And um, we, of course, went went to M's party. And um, that was when I, I walked in with Faye and Madonna was wearing like, it looked like black, very small, tight shorts and like a bra and a kind of a police hat and, <laughs> and like high heel boots. And she, she saw me and her face lit, lit up and she ran to me, wrapped her arm, arms around me and, and screamed, Isaac, my workout bitch. Oh my and God. Faye Dunaway looks over and says, did she just call you a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is too much. Like, first of all, I grew up obsessing over Mommy Dearest, like one of my favorite films. Yeah. And, and of course, Madonna was my, my queen. So I was like, where am I? Like, how is this? Happening? And wasn't like, Warren Beatty there as well? Or like, this was like the year that Faye and Warren did the closing, like they announced Best Picture. So there is that yes. photo of you with Faye and Warren Beatty. I mean, it doesn't, I, you know. Yeah, it was a moment. And oh, yeah, that, yeah, the, the Warren connection. I, I actually just thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was me, Dick, Dick Tracy, Mommy Dearest and, and M. It was kind of a moment. Happy 30th anniversary of I'm Breathless, by the way. Great album. I love that album. So how did you start to train Faye Dunaway, of all people? Funny story. Twitter had just started, and Kelly and I were, were sort of tweeting each other a lot. Because uh, it was just like a new thing. We just thought it was like fun and like ridiculous. Were you training Kelly at the time? Yes, yes. And Kelly and I would, well, we love Mommy Dearest as well. So we quote that a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> so we have a, lot, we have a lot in common like, like that. We both love 
Madge and we both love Faye, Faye Dunaway. And so we were tweeting quotes from Mommy Dearest and, and hashtagging Faye Dunaway. We didn't know that Faye Dunaway even had a, had a, had a Twitter. And then her son, Faye's son, Liam, DM'd me on Twitter. And, you know, he's, his, his father was Terry O'Neill, who sadly just, just passed. He was the major photographer who took the very famous photo of Faye the morning after she won the Oscar mm -hmm. at, um, by the, the, the pool. Um, I think it was the Beverly Hills Hotel. And so he DM'd me and, and said, hey, you know, I see that you're a celebrity trainer and you like my, my mom. <laughs> so she's actually looking for a trainer and she's in, in New York and she needs someone of your caliber who's used to working with stars, you know, because yeah. th that is another beast. It's another, it's a very certain personality that you need to work with high profile pe people. It's um, you, you have to not be afraid. You have to be not starstruck. You have to just get the job, job done. You have to be trustworthy. You know, I was like dying inside. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, of course. And uh, the next morning, the next morning, Faye Dunaway rings my doorbell and is in my apartment. Isaac, that's fucking crazy. Faye Dunaway looking glorious beautiful immense gucci sunglasses and uh i trained her in my li living room and we hit it off we hit it off and literally we, we became really great friends and we've been great great friends ever ever since i was actually in a, one of your soul cycle classes she came in maybe like 15 minutes after it started you're like hey Faye, <laughs> and i remember saying to my yeah. friends like Faye dunaway was in my soul cycle class like oh, that's yeah. very unusual yeah. you know it's not oh, a kelly yeah. ripa who's like always kind of around no and because faye is very private too so if if you if she feels comfortable with you with you then you know she's she's very loyal and she's just mm -hmm. she's a great great friend and how did you start training gwyneth paltrow she again her assistant reached out to me on my website's email and I was really excited about that. He was like, you know, I see, he, he was like, I see that you're, you're in the Ham Hamptons and um, Gwyneth Paltrow would, would, would love to, to train with you privately. What, what's your availability? And we just made it work. And she like, from the moment I met, met her was just such a ray of light. Really, really, really funny and grounded and present, hard worker and, um, we just hit it off too, you know? You know, um, Goop reached out to me to teach Torch at their first um, Goop in Health wellness event in Austin, Texas. And it was so great. It was such a really great experience. So they, they, they flew me out and I, I got to do, do my thing and meet these amazing people there. I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky to work with these really, these people who've, who've accomplished such amazing things in their, their lives. And yet they're cool. They're just like nice and generous and kind and, and, and fun. So I, I feel very, very blessed like that. What has been the best piece of advice or the biggest takeaway you've ever gotten from one of these truly famous people? That's a great question. That's a great question. Arthur Lawrence, actually. Do you know who he is? He wrote West Side Story. He wrote Gypsy. He discovered oh. Barbara Streisand. 
He 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 wrote and directed the way we were. Um, he's a legend, I, icon, 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 icon. He directed me in West Side Story, which he wrote in the fifties. So he was ninety-two at the time. He became a really, really um, important mentor to to me. And he told me something very interesting. He said, "Isaac, I just want you to remember when you're riding a high." And you're really successful. You need to act like you have nothing. And when you're down in the dumps and no one's hiring you, and you, it seems like you don't have the things that make you happy. You need to act like you have everything. And it was the most prolific and wise advice I've ever gotten because it sort of has helped me navigate and just do my thing without being distracted by what other people are doing or what other people are saying or or how big my bank account is or how many major clients I have or don't don't have or if I have press out or if I don't or whatever mm-hmm. it's like what I, it's like it just you, it keeps it kept me clear and helps you navigate like weather and navigate the ups and downs of, of not only not only professional life but also just life yeah, navigates the natural up, ups and downs of, of, of life and career and keep me humble and yet keep me am- ambitious, right? So that line between hum- humility and ambition. I, I'm not always perfect at it. I fuck up all the time, but I hear that that voice, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and it does help me. I love that. Um, how did you get hooked up with Lisa Rinna? Lisa Rinna, I brought, I brought Torch to Coachella a few years ago to do Torch, um, which is an- another cool, cool thing about, about my experiences is that I've been so fortunate to be able to do these big events like Art Basel and Coachella and Paris Fashion Week and just like Gold- Golden Globes and the Oscars, like just like really cool. Um, but this was particularly fun because it was for Coachella and it was at the Parker Hotel in Palm Springs, mm-hmm. which Faye Dunaway, ironically, used to always stay at sort of in, 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 the, in the 1970s heyday. And there's a glorious picture of her in the lobby holding a, gla- a full glass of Dom, Dom Perignon and, and she, she's sort of sipping it, but you can see her, her face through the glass. It's so, so she, uh-huh. and of course I, I took a photo of it and sent, sent it to, to her and she hasn't, she's been sober since 1990 or 91. And she, she was like, damn, I miss those days. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I would love a martini right now. Damn it. But um, she, she has a, she has a great sense of humor too. Mm-hmm. But um, I met Lisa there. She was staying at, at the at the Parker. I think is her her um, either her girls or someone wanted to go to Co- Coachella. And I think I, I may be fucking that story up. But she she was she was there, and um, she took torch. She woke up early, baby. I think it was like an eight a.m. torch, and it was of course it was live in 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 person. And we we hit it off, and we we started following each other on on social and. DMing each other and, and liking each other's posts and laughing and we have very similar senses of humor as well. And um she's just been she's been really, really great and really generous with her time and her and her her words and her a- actions. So. I mean she like I said, she is in there every single day. And she was in there from the beginning. From the beginning. From, when, when I had a hundred viewers. Mm-hmm. Right? He's like, hey baby, like you're just cute. Very, very cute. I also love that, but that's what I love too. I feel like everyone feels comfortable and happy to comment 
you know? Like Naomi Watts started taking Torch last week. We met once. Um, I don't know if you did Torch this, this morning, but I told a story on it. I, 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 I told a story on it. I said, Naomi, you know, we actually met once. And I said, you, you won't remember it because it was a festive night, but it was at Madonna's Oscar party. And, and she, she was like, did we dance? <laughs> I was like, yes, we did, babe, baby. And she was like, oh my God, it was, it was just cute. I love that people are just like, I don't know. It's, it, feels, it feels nice, you, you know, that um, people are, are comfortable. Now, something that has been particularly amusing to me, you know, like, like I said before, you know, like this is, you know, like a Bravo, like Housewives, you know, focused podcast. It has been, you know, because I know you from a specific part of my life, which is, you know, like I'm really into fitness. I've been taking your class at SoulCycle for years, you know, and now doing Torched in person. And now that you've, you know, created the online platform for it. And so it's been very amusing for me to observe how these housewives, namely Ramona, Jill Zarin, they are all up in your shit now. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's it, it may be the, the the Lisa connection, or maybe it's the fact that Andy Cohen is my future husband and he doesn't know it. You know, this was something I was going to bring up to you, <laughs> which is I love Andy. I love I like. Love are you ready to be a father? You know, I always wanted a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I tried seven times with my ex. I lost them all. <laughs> You know, I, 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 I love children. I do. And look, and if the opportunity, you know, I mean, I have to cross that bridge when I get, get there, but I can be a mother and a father to a kid. I can teach them to amount to something, be something. I know I could. <laughs> you know, you, two of your best friends, you share two of your best friends, Kelly Ripa and John Hill with Andy. So clearly you've met a million times at this point. Andy, Andy and I, are, are, are great and I love him very much. And what's really funny is, is uh, I can't tell you, I can't tell you. It's really funny though. Come on. Um, okay, I'll tell you. Kel actually just yesterday, Kelly sent, sent me a photo of me and Andy um, at her pool in the Hamptons. And she was like, this was two Memorial Days ago. And I was like, does this mean we're getting married? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, well, you guys do look hot. I was like, duh. I'm like, make it work, girl. Hello. Getting married in crema? In crema. I, I did say that, actually. Did you I really? Did. I really oh did. Oh, my God. Something that I, I didn't mention when you were talking about Faye Dunaway, I was going to, like, throw in how, like, she also, like, didn't she embarrass you in front of Timothée Charme? She embarrassed me in front of a reporter. <laughs> a reporter. At the Academy Awards, we're sitting there at a commercial break, and... Timothée was nominated for Call Me By Your Name that, that year. And, you know, I'm, I absolutely adore that film. And I am, of course, smitten with him. And uh, particularly then, like, it was in that, like, moment because it had just come out. And Faye announces across the theater, basically, Timothée Chalamet. And he, he looked and everyone sort of looked because it was, like, a lot because Faye is Faye. And she, she, she goes, you must meet my friend, Isaac Calpito, he's absolutely in love with you. And I was like, I was like, thanks, sweetie. I'm gonna die right now. And Nicole Kidman's like, okay. Like, everyone's like, who? Like, who is that? I was like, hi, nice to meet you. I was like, oh my God, see you in crema. 
Anyway, but she 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 means well. <laughs> um, you know, I, I obviously like the number one question that you are getting asked right now, which is what's going to happen when the quarantine is over? I mean, well, listen, the quarantine may go on for some time, but basically what is your plan for, you know, you're not going to do it on Instagram live for free. You know, basically this is free every single day. You know, I can put two and two together. You're going to have your own app or platform. Listen, I feel very blessed. I feel very excited about the fact that this has become a global community. People who show up, who want it, who are excited about it. And, and you guys are stuck with, with me in some capacity. And I'm just really relishing this moment and, and excited to see it, see it grow. Do you think you will continue to do it in person? You know, like once things calm down and return somewhat to normal. It's hard to say there's so much uncertainty in the world, you know, there's so much uncertainty of what that even means. Um, I intend to stay connected with with every everyone the best way that we all can safely and intelligently you know so whatever that that will be i i've always been um a natural chameleon and and i like to reinvent my, myself as well and i'm always curious so who knows i mean sky's sky's the limit ba- baby you know what i mean more is more I want to like describe Torched for people who are just listening to this and they, you know, they're just meeting you for the first time. It really is, you know, they say soul cycles like dancing on a bike. This really is, it gives you the similar feeling that that does because you're doing everything to the rhythm and the beat of the music. And that's a Mm -hmm. testament to your training as a dancer and somebody who is so in tune with music and the ability to move. Yeah, it's a, it's a targeted flow. You know, I see it really as the entire thing is a dance, you know, uh, but I want I wanted to make it clear that it, this is not dance cardio. This is not a dance class. I, I don't do that. I was trained as a dancer dancer. You know what I mean? And so this is dance conditioning. And it's 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 thoughtful and it's effective and it's targeted and it's a flow that everyone can and should do because it's not about. You don't have to be a dancer to, to do it, but it's it's using the technique of that to reinvent your body, to get your body majorly in tune, in check, and as strong as you, you can. It's also very meditative. I've heard that. I've heard that. I do find that I am more clear. Like, I'm, my mind is... It's mental. It's physical. It's emotional. It's fun, you know? It does that for me too, in the sense that it gives me a sense of normalcy every day. It gives me a sense of excitement every every day to see the names and the comments and the laughter. It makes me it makes me lift my leg a little higher. Okay? <laughs> makes me lift dead ass a little higher. So it's it's good. The last thing um, that I that I want to just chat about and bring attention to one of uh, the best parts of this whole community and the thing that you're doing is not only do you go live every day at 11 a.m., you're also going live every evening and you do this torched after dark. You go live at like nine o'clock at night and it's just you with your friend DJ Steph who does all the music and you're just like sipping bourbon and (laughs) you're literally just like hanging out answering questions and you do this every weekday and it's really this amazing opportunity for people to get a little closer to you and just like 
hang li- like literally just like hang out every day in like a less formal way i did it firstly because i'm very and i stand by this i'm a very inclusive person because i was excluded against my my entire life really in some in some way i always felt like an out, outsider and i don't think i think that's good in some ways in that it made me strong but it, it can have a, an adverse a different effect on pe- people but i don't think that's that's what i don't want to make anyone feel like like that and so i was like i feel like i'm just calling out too many famous people during torch like i love it and i know them and i work with them but i don't want people to feel like oh he only cares about her because she has an Oscar. You, you, know, you know what I mean? I'm not, that's not, not me. I care about her because I like her and I, I, I know her. Um, so I was like, you know what? And, uh, and also I'm sweating a, a lot during, during tours. So, and, and I'm kind of near, to be honest, I'm kind of nearsighted. So if I see Jessica Chastain, I can see just like that. It's her. Then I, I'm just like, Hey baby. Like I know it's her. So I, I call, call her out. So I was like, I want to do some, something where I can connect to everyone and actually sit they can get to know me a little, little better. I like a, a good evening drink. Sorry about it. Like, like that's what I. You always do. have like a Madonna album f- playing front to back. <laughs> I mean, I love that you ha- you will play the entire erotica album. You'll play the entire yes. bedtime stories out. It's just the greatest. You know, particularly that. I mean, I in my opinion, she's a, she's a concept artist, you know, like every era is a theme. Mm-hmm. And so to, to me, her albums are representative of, of that. I've always, I've never done a shuffle on, on a Madonna album because well, no, because I think that she, I mean, I can imagine that she's the type of person that cares where the songs are. Yeah. So it's like, there's a, there's a catharsis to it that I just like to be a part of. But anyway, um, it's been cool to talk to, to people who are not in, in the industry, people who are all over the world, people who tune in every every day and want the opportunity to talk to me. And I want the opportunity to talk talk to them. So I, I've been doing them on split screen mm-hmm. and just meeting people from everywhere. So much fun. So great. So sweet. Like families and husbands of, of the wives who, who do it. And the husbands are like, thanks, Isaac. Her ass looks great. I'm like, oh, my God. We have to talk about Michael Rappaport. Oh, yes, that was amazing. He jumped in your Torched After Dark, and it, basically his wife does Torched, and they're, yeah. you know, in L.A. quarantining right now, and he, he, he like, filmed himself doing it and, like, sent you yeah. the video or, like, tagged you in the story, and that is just yeah. it was really, It was really cool. I'm a big fan of his. I'm a big fan of his. I love comedians, and I, I, I love sort of off-the-cuff comedians, too. Mm-hmm. That's just my kind of humor. And uh, I've never met him in life, so I was, but I was very pleasantly surprised and pleasantly excited um, to to have them them on, and it was just great, hilarious. Yeah. So tell everybody where they can find you and do the class online. Instagram, baby, at Isaac Boots at Isaac Boots, eleven a.m. Eastern Standard Time, every day, baby. Get into it. I can't say enough amazing things about it. I mean, you really are. Your star just completely rose during this this time where, you. you know, so many, I, I feel like you really were able to harness this time and create this unreal future for yourself. Thank you. And it's just, Thank you so much. It's been incredible to watch because Thank you. I was there when there was just like 30 people in the soul cycle class and it, and I loved you yeah. and I've been following you all these years and it's just like, holy shit. Like he made it. 
he really made it. Thank you. Well, I, I'm just really happy that people keep coming back, you know, and it keeps me on my, my toes. It keep, keeps me wanting to grow it and, and cultivate it even, even more, you know? So it's, it's a beautiful thing. But mostly important is the fact that everyone has contributed to No Kid Hungry and how much we've, we've raised. It's very important to, to me that in, in a time like, like this, we have something to, to show that we've actually helped you know, even ju- just a little bit. And um, I don't know, I just think it's it's um, Im- Im- important that when you can give, you do. Because it could be any of us that are in a situation where we have nothing. I just, I, I just feel very strongly about that. I love you. I love you too. You're the greatest. And you guys follow Isaac Boots. You guys can follow me, JessXNYC. Follow the show account, Hot Takes Deep Dives. And we'll see you soon. 